Hi, everyone. Cheryl Cran. Welcome to this next episode on the Next Now podcast. I would like to talk about something that I recently blogged about called, and you probably have seen this, it started with a TikTok meme. And it's something that's going around, it's become quite viral with this concept of quiet quitting. Um, you know, what is quiet quitting and why are employees quiet quitting and what's going on? You know, just another iteration or I would say outcome of the pandemic and the post-pandemic hybrid workplace reality, which is really being led by workers' attitude changes. And I don't know how many times I can say this. And for those of you who've been following and listening to me, you know that my whole deal is it's a people-first culture. That has been my deal for 20-plus years that I've been in consulting. Um, My deal is also around we've got to really establish our crucial human skills in order to navigate the change and the technology transformation and the hybrid workplace that we're in. Pre-pandemic, when we had most people in office, a lot of the ways we communicated, the ways that we measured performance, the ways that we uh, sort of judged or perceived performance was based on being in close proximity to one another. What hybrid has done is because some of us are working remotely, some of us are in office, or maybe there's a blend of that, the communication has gotten disjointed. There's been a lot more assumptions going on. Uh, There's been lack of clarity around what is good performance and and how much time should we be in office and out of office and who's best suited for in office and and basically also hybrid is really i think illuminated the the bigger uh, issue of who's doing what and how do we know what's getting done now for a lot of those things technology tools can solve that if we're leveraging slack and salesforce and all of our internal tools you know for insurance guidewire or some of these other tools dayforce for hr if we're leveraging all those to their maximum capacity we're alleviating some of that lack of communication or disjointedness but a lot of companies are still in that sort of i would say mid transitional phase of both digital transformation and everybody in the company catching up to the change. And because of that, we have something now happening called quiet quitting. Quiet quitting is an outcome of the hybrid workplace. With more people working remotely, when we first started working primarily remotely from the pandemic, most of us, we were all working as hard as we could. In fact, many people said that they were working harder. They were working longer. Uh, The blurred lines between sort of, you know, extricating ourselves from business and then moving into our personal life was really difficult for people. So there was an increase of stress. There was an increase of feeling like we're overworking, an increase of overtime in many cases. And all of that has resulted in now workers of all shapes and forms, leaders, team members, um, labor, whatever it is, there's this worker attitude tsunami that's happening that says, I can't continue to work with these blurred lines. And so I'm going to have boundaries. I'm going to have clearer boundaries. I'm going to have clearer, um, uh, ask my boss for clearer expectations. Now, I just read an article this morning when I was scrolling through my business feed that I I look at every morning. And uh, one of the headlines from Harvard Business Review was quiet quitting is because we need better leaders. And I agree with that statement. If we're great leaders, 
then we are already allowing our team members to have boundaries. We are helping them to set boundaries. We're not expecting them to answer emails past work hours. We're not expecting them to work until midnight. We're not expecting them to answer our emails if we're emailing late. So that's really what quiet quitting is a symptom of. It's it's a symptom of, because of hybrid, we all, and leaders especially, need to get very good at clarifying what are your job duties, what are the expectations, how do you know if you're doing a good job. Um, it's okay to say no to things that are ancillary to what you're already doing if you're feeling maxed out. It's okay to have boundaries around the fact that you won't answer emails after five. It's okay to have boundaries to say, I'm not going to check email on the weekends. It's interesting because another article had a bunch of uh, a variety of, of generations weighing in on this quiet quitting meme or trend. And Kevin O'Leary, which uh, the Canadians listening will know that that's the guy from Dragon's Den. He made a comment of, oh, quiet quitting. People are lazy. You know, you can't get ahead in your career unless you're ambitious and you're willing to go above and beyond. And uh, I will tell you as an expert and with a background in psychology and working with many, many leaders and companies on change, that that's actually a toxic positivity attitude to say, you know, you got to, that's a baby boomer projection that says you can only get ahead if you're grilling it, if you're, if you're grueling, if you're setting it, you've got to work hard to get the, you know, to get ahead. And that's something that baby boomers have been touting for the last decade. And frankly, millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zs, uh, now the generation COVID, they're poo-pooing that. They're going, no, no, you know what? If I have the right technology tools, if I know exactly what's expected of me, you can now measure my remote productivity. You know how I'm doing. You don't need me to take on a zillion extra projects to prove, for me to prove to you that I'm worthy of, you know, some sort of career growth. The other perception difference is the definition of success is being redefined by the different generations. So, for example, Gen X, who followed the baby boomer way of working, has said for the last decade, well, yeah, I've worked hard, too, and I will work hard. And you know what? My wife won't let me work until 10 p.m. or my family, my kids will not let me work. So baby boomers, and I will say this at the risk of annoying some baby boomer listeners, and that's OK, because I'm a baby boomer Gen Xer. So I will say general and I'm generalizing. And I realize there will always be exceptions and we're not putting people in boxes. This is about aligning values with uh, how people were raised in certain uh, time periods and, and the general attitudes of those people raised in those time periods and the influences of them. And a lot of baby boomers, their attitude has been work, 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 and then you die. Or work, 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 and then you get promoted. And the definition of success was as long as you were continuing to get promoted, you were successful. Well, I can tell you, uh, you know, I coach a number of millennials, I coach a number of Gen Xers, Gen Zs, and they will always say to me, look, that's not my definition of success. My definition of success is, am I happy? Am I well? Am I healthy? Is my wife, sp spouse, partner healthy, happy, well? As a family unit, are we both com committed to the benefit and the well-being of the family? So definition of success is, my life is going well. I have meaning and purpose and well-being and work adds to and enhances my quality of life. So I've been saying this again for two decades that we have to reframe how we look at work and the workplace. And that's happening now as a result of the post-pandemic reality. And so quiet quitting is simply workers saying, I need boundaries. 
And it's a healthy thing. And it's a positive thing. And if I, if you're a leader listening right now, for you, it's an opportunity to confirm that you're doing the right thing by having regular one-on-one discussions with your team members. You're having candid conversations about their workload, how they're doing, the support they need, the resources they need, um, the boundaries they need to set. If you're a good leader, you're helping your team members set boundaries because your primary focus is their well-being as a whole person. In the past, workers were seen more as a means to an end. You know, this is a job for them and that job's going to help the company perform and we're all going to be successful. Again, post-pandemic, workers are saying, I need to be paid well for the contributions that I'm giving. I need to be able to be flexible. Um, They're not responding well to mandated edicts around everybody must come back into the office. That's backfiring for many organizations. Hybrid is the future. Every organization will do hybrid differently, depending on the culture, depending on the industry, depending on the nature of the business. Uh, Many organizations where workers cannot work remotely are having to balance the the um, the the benefits of people who get to work remotely as far as less commute time and helping those that are forced to work in person or as a service to give them extra benefits. So maybe it's a four day work week. uh, Maybe it's additional holiday. But but all companies and leaders are in dialogue about this right now. Um, I'm also a judge for an HR awards program, a national HR awards program. And I was reading through all of the nominees and looking at it. And a lot of the HR programs that are being looked at now are all about customization. And the organizations that are responding to these worker trends, not poo-pooing them, not getting uh, you know, reactionary about them, but rather seeing them as, oh, this is something that we need to pay attention to because we need to be agile with it. We need to be making sure that we're not uh, asking our workers to work without boundaries, that we're not putting unnecessary pressure on our workers. And frankly, in today's day and age, if we have clear guidelines on what the job expectations are, if we've provided clear roadmaps of how our workers can be successful within the timeframe of their workday, if we're coaching, guiding, mentoring, and helping people to leverage the technology at the so that they can be working at their highest efficiency, if we're coaching them on how to communicate rather than maybe not saying that they're stressed or need help because they're afraid of being viewed as a failure. So where we're going here for the future of the workplace, it's actually now, the future is now, is we're going to a workplace where it's psychologically healthier. And workers are waking up. I've spoken on on previous podcasts around, we have gone from survival mode on Maslow's hierarchy to a greater percentage of people socially heading towards self-actualization. And at the self-actualization level, all of us, everyone is asking themselves, what is work giving me? Is it adding stress? Is it adding value? Is it adding meaning? Am I doing work? Are the expectations of my workplace causing me more stress? Can I do more than I'm doing now and that will add more meaning? Or can I be doing less than I'm doing right now because it's too much for me to fulfill given what I've got going on? So a lot of workers, I believe, are taking psychological responsibility and mutual accountability for how their work is impacting their life. And again, this is a positive thing. 
If you want to find out more about quiet quitting, I encourage you to go to TikTok, check out the videos on TikTok. There's a lot, like I said, a lot of meme, a lot of trend going on around this. Uh, Google it, find out some of these articles, HBR, Fast Company, everybody's writing and talking about it. I have a blog post on my website, nextmapping.com around this as well. But I will say to you, the bottom line is, We need to see quiet quitting, not as something workers are doing to slack off, be lazy, to get out of work. Rather, it's a symptom of workers saying, I need boundaries. And and as leaders, we can facilitate workers to have a healthier life, to work more effectively. And in in the end, that benefits the company more than anything else. So um, yeah, a really fascinating concept on quiet quitting. Encourage you to explore it more if it's intrigued you. But honestly, from my perspective as a change leader and future of work expert, it's really about us paying attention to the workers market, what workers are saying they want and need, and how we as leaders can be ahead of the trend and listen for those boundaries have the candid conversations and set up our work structures so that everybody's working in a balanced and most, I would say, most healthiest way. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care and we'll be in connection soon.